Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Are we BetMGM or BetMGM Nevada? Let's go with BetMGM. I believe we are, right? That's what it says on the screen. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, you were uh, we were a couple things from off air. We were wondering, by the way, Vinny Maliulo, Dr. Bob, join us here momentarily. We were wondering off air, Paul Carr going to Hamilton to do the USA-Canada World Cup Quali while the AFC Championship is going on. We were wondering, how do you get from Topeka, Kansas to Hamilton? <laughs> he said, you drive from Topeka to KC. It's about 45 minutes. Then you get on a flight to Detroit, then from Detroit to Toronto, <laughs> you stay in Toronto, uh, and then you drive about an hour to Hamilton. That's how he's getting there. So that's his full journey. While the AFC Championship is going on. The other thing is that we had, Jeff and I had a thought exercise because they got Bayless up on the screen here this morning. And I said to Jeff, I was like, all right, Jeff, here's the deal. You get to make, <laughs> you get to make Bayless money, but you have to say... Like, you can't be Jeff Parles anymore, right? All of your actual opinions in life and on sports and on sports betting, those don't matter. You just have to say ridiculous things, right? And you will, you will earn this, this unbelievable salary. And I said, will you take that trade? And your response was? Yeah, it was it, at first it was yes, but then after I thought about it. No, I kept, I kept pressing but, you. But again, it's just one of those where you're talking seven figures, I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a lot of money to pass up. I love these because it's the window into the mind of, a, of someone in their 20s. I'm like, all right, Jeff, here's the deal. Though when you walk into a Starbucks, people might be snickering at you every time. You still want the trade? <laughs> just keep hammering them with it. Now you're rethinking it. So it's an interesting thought exercise. By the way, speaking of Starbucks, we, th- we have someone to thank for Starbucks cards this morning. Yes, Jeff? We like uh, to thank who, who was the gentleman that, that uh, gave Ev us? Ev from Indy, uh, appreciate it coming by. Yes, uh, thank you, Ev. Uh, handed handed them off to me, uh, and uh, appreciate you listening as uh, always. Yeah, as always, we really appreciate. It. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of the kindest men in the business as well. Pioneer at using predictive algorithms to predict the outcomes of sporting events from back in the day uh, when he was just a uh, kid at Cal uh, over there at Berkeley. Uh, all fuzzy. Uh, was it? Uh, Fuzzy-tailed and bushy, oh, is it bushy-tailed? And I don't know what the expression is. You know what I mean. It's Dr. Bob, I, everybody. It's Bob Stoll. How you doing, Bob? I think it's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's it. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Thank you. I don't know where I got fuzzy from. That's right. Just, just a 
young rabbit. <laughs> young rabbit. You can follow Bob at Dr. Bob Sports or at drbobsports.com, which is drbobsports.com. Okay, Bob, uh, two championship games. Let's start with the AFC one, Bengals and the Chiefs. Thank you for coming on the Megapod yesterday. Uh, Chiefs favored no by seven, total 54. What do you like here? Well, you know, it's amazing that Cincinnati's even in this game to, to begin with. I mean, they were outgained by the Raiders. I had the – that was the game I lost in the first week. I had the Raiders plus uh, plus six and a half. I bet it early in the week, and the Raiders outgained them, averaged more yards per play, had a controversial call against them. And so Cincinnati won the game despite all being outgained. And, and then they were they were outgained by 1.4 yards per play against Tennessee and took advantage of some silly turnovers, and here they are. So uh, I, I don't – you know, I think I, I, I admire what Cincinnati's done this year, and they've been a lot better than what what people expect. The thing about the playoffs is, I mean, any good model in the NFL will be a combination as the season goes on. It's a combination of season to date metrics uh, blended in with the prior, which is how good a team was expected to be going into the season based on talent, experience, coaching, whatever. Uh, and as the season goes on, that prior, the weighting of the prior goes down because you're getting more evidence that the team is what they are. In the playoffs, though, the prior weighting actually goes back up. And we've seen, as good as Cincinnati was at the end of the year, especially in the regular season, they have not played well in the playoffs, and, and it sort of uh, validates the fact that the prior is weighing more on playoff teams, which it tends to do. And Kansas City, suddenly Kansas City, you know, um, so the prior in this case is sort of weighing them down. But even with that being the case, the metrics, even using regular season stuff, the metrics still like Kansas City in this game. Um, Cincinnati's biggest issue is the offensive line, and they are really putting. You know, the, the, the Chiefs are really putting the the, the 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 offense into Joe Burrow's hands. The last four games, he's had four of his highest pass play rates of the season, and just in the last four games in a row that he's played, so they're really throwing the ball a lot. That's a problem because that offensive line is really bad, uh, especially the right side. They have two backups on the right side. Um, uh, the right guard, uh, Hakeem uh, Edeniji, um, it allows a 7.1 pressure rate since he took over week nine. That's 69th out of 84 qualifying guards. And the right tackle, Isaiah Prince, has been, <clears throat> he's been in the lineup since week 12. He's lying close to a 9% pressure rate. So they just don't have a chance that they have good players on the other side of them, which is the case here. Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, the great pass rushing uh, defensive tackle. Melvin Ingram, obviously a pass rusher. They have lined up the majority of snaps this year. They've lined up against the right side of the opposing offensive line. And I would imagine that's going to be a lot of times in this game. I, 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 would, I would just keep them on the, you know, against those guys the entire game, which they may do. So I think Burrow's going to be in trouble again. He's going to face pressure the entire game. So I, I just don't see the Cincinnati offense doing any better than they've done the first two weeks in the, in the playoffs, and that has not been good. They've been averaging less than five yards a play. Um, as far as you know, Kansas City, their offense is looking good. Early in the season, I think they were 3-3, three 4-3, three, three, something like that early in the season. They were really having trouble with the two-deep safety look on defense, and then teams were starting to play. The only team that wasn't doing that to them was the Raiders. The Raiders don't play too deep, and they just tore up the Raiders, but against everybody else, they were really struggling. They've really solved that problem. And they've been back to being very efficient against the two deep safety look. Last week they faced two deep safeties, 92% of the plays, and obviously they had a Patrick Mahomes had quite a nice game against Buffalo, who has a really good defense. So I don't think the two deep safety look that Cincinnati generally has is going to affect him here. Um, so I think the, the Kansas City's offense is going to be great. I and mean, the Bengals ranked 27th in the league against tight ends. So Travis Kelsey should have a nice game. 
Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came back last week and looked really good. And the Bengals are 28th in my rush defense rating. So I think that Kansas City offense is going to look good. And I don't think Cincinnati can keep up with that offensive line. So uh, I'm uh, going to go with uh, Kansas City here. I laid the seven points uh, a couple days uh, yesterday. Actually, yesterday morning I released it to my clients. Uh, Kansas City minus seven is the best bet. So that's can the side I, I like. Just one follow-up. And I, I do want to get to the other game, so I don't want to belabor this too much. But you said that priors come back into play. The priors are weighted more once you get to the playoffs. That That's not intuitive to me. Is that just basically what you found to be the case over time? That is what I found to be the case. Yeah. And, I, and it, 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 that, that is, if you, you know, going back 30, 20, 30 years, even more recently, 10, 12 years, that's still the case. And there are some actual situational things that if you look at how teams that had losing records the previous year do in the playoffs, they generally underperform against the spread, too. So that sort of validates the fact that priors matter more uh, in the playoffs. They come back to mattering more. I, and I, I still am hesitant to base everything on that. But right. my, my season-to-date metrics still favor Kansas City by 9.5. If I do the regular playoff weighting, it would be 11. But I'm like, well, 11, 9.5 seems about right to me, and that's using season-to-date metrics only. All right, what about the Rams and the Niners? Niners, three-and-a-half-point dogs in this one. Yeah, I don't really like the side. Um, the, the metrics favor the Rams by 5.3 here, the model does. Um, but, you know, the Rams have trouble San Francisco. San Francisco matches up well. So I'm not going to touch the side. I do like the over here. I think the total's been driven down to 46 right now. I do like the over here, and I, I like the first half over if you're going to play it. Um, but just in general, let's get to why. First of all, Sanford, get to why I like the over. I think too much is being made of what happened last week. I mean, Garoppolo looked terrible. San Francisco couldn't score except on special teams. Uh, they got a field goal on offense. Um, but Green Bay couldn't score either. I mean, <laughs> conditions were terrible. Uh, so I think a lot has been made of you know, how bad the Niners' offenses looked last week. But they were in the top four in the league in yards per play for the season. So. This is a good offense, and they have a particular way of attacking the Rams. And you mentioned this yesterday on the Megapod. Uh, you had a guest that came on and kind of enlightened you to this, mm-hmm. uh, that they get the Rams out of doing what they like to do defensively. I, and I, I thought that was a very interesting point being made by you. Um, and they tend to attack the, the weakness of the Rams' defense is the safeties and the linebackers on pass defense. And they do a good job of attacking that. So as bad as Garoppolo looked last week, he was good for the season, and he, he averaged 8.5 yards per pass play in two games against the Rams, and they beat the Rams six straight times because the offense attacks the Rams better than anyone else does. I mean, uh, Shanahan's a brilliant offensive coach. And, and now, now you got you know George Kittle didn't play that well in the last game, actually, but in his career he's averaged 10 yards a target against the Rams. So Kittle should have a nice game. Devo Samuel, they'll, use, they'll move him around, and they've done a good job of doing that against the Rams. Um, and he's running the ball more. He's averaging 10, 10 carries a game. He's averaging six yards a carry for the season, and they give him, they're giving it to him 10 times a game out of the backfield, running the ball. So I, I just think the Niners are better than what they showed last week as far as the Rams contributing to the over. And Stafford, Matt, Matthew Stafford was third in the league in yards per pass play this year. He's even been, been even better in the playoffs, nine and a half yards per pass play in the playoffs so far. And I, I, I think he'll be protected here. I mean, the 49ers are, you know, they were third in the league in sack rate this year. Um, but the Rams should get Andrew Whitworth back this, this week. Uh, that's going to help. They're 
when they need to get the ball out quickly, they generally do. Um, and Cooper Cup's going to tear apart the Niners. Can't can't cover receivers. And that's a problem <laughs> against the Rams. I mean, they have two great receivers, and Cooper Cup being the best. So I think the, the I think the Rams are going to move the ball as well. So uh, the model predicts 50 points for the game. The total is 46. I like the first half over because both of these both of these offense coordinators and coaches. Um, are really good at scripting plays, and they and during their careers, they've averaged more points in the first half than they have in the second half, so I like the first half over 23. All right. Bob, by the way, shout-out to Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus for providing those uh, interesting Rams defensive metrics against the Niners. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games. All right. You too. Thanks, Gil. The great Dr. Bob, everybody. Bob Stoll on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Molly Ula to come. Jeff and I bat around the games one last time next. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Big Game Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. We look forward to it. It'll start with primetime action with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and me on Friday night. We'll have the uh, BetCast along with Mike Pritchard during the game itself. Stormy Bonatoni running point. So we look forward to 56 hours. Big game weekend. Still two weeks away. Got to get through the championship games first. Uh, we get tweets. That made me the book. Always appreciate uh, all the, uh, the feedback there. That picture that Chrissy put up uh, of me, him, and the bear at uh, Carbone last night. Getting a lot of traction. Danny Sheridan. Jeff, you don't even know who Danny Sheridan is, do you? Oh, I do. Danny Sheridan chiming in. He says, was this a sports gambling topic dinner? Let's just say it came up, Mr. Sheridan. Came up. Uh, Tommy Rowe, Gill is being a Jags fan. I've experienced this losing three games to the same team thing in the same season. Um, 99 Jags lost three games all year, and that was the Titans that beat us every time. San Francisco takes down the Rams this season. Uh, Tommy, believe me, I've been through it too. Washington football team, 1986. Lost to the Giants twice in the regular season. Everybody was like, oh, it's really tough to beat a team three times. Washington got rolled 17 to nothing in the NFC Championship. Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. Paul Stone chiming in on that picture, too. Now, that's a fine-looking crew of sports betting luminaries. Trust that you gentlemen had a fine evening of food and fellowship. Have to imagine there might have been a little numbers talk. Yeah, just a little bit. John Fitzgibbons. These look like the faces of three content gentlemen. And then uh, Chris Housh about our thought exercise about the Bayless thing. 
Jeff. He says, that's life-changing money. It's not a $4,000 hand pay. If it was me, I'd do the dance and build a wonderful life for my family. There you go. Talking about would Jeff, would Jeff do the, uh, the Bayless thing. For the money. For the money. All right. Uh, NFC and AFC championships. Oh, oh, tennis, by the way. Uh, the, the women's final. So, again, we have the Barty future going in the women's final. <clears throat> so no need to play the side there. We're set up beautifully. We have the Medvedev future on the men's side. Remember, we had Barty and Medvedev as protection against Iga and Zverev, respectively. Turns out we needed that protection. Uh, but I do like the under in games if you can find 20 and a half. If you can find 20 and a half on the Barty Collins, Danielle freaking Collins match tonight, Ash Barty. Uh, if you can find 20 and a half, I would go under on that. I think Barty just absolutely rolls her. So 20 and a half under, that's the play tonight in tennis. Um, as far as some other random props in this uh, championship weekend, do we have the one, Jeff, about the uh, interceptions? Combined interceptions for the entire championship weekend. So obviously the four quarterbacks and whoever else might throw a forward pass in, this, in these games. Uh, but it's uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Garoppolo, and Stafford. Total number of interceptions is three and a half. Three and a half total interceptions with the over at like pretty good. Pretty plus significant. 160 on the over. Yeah, that's pretty significant plus money. You wouldn't play the over on that? So Just because of the price, right? I think you would need one of the NFC guys to blow up in order to definitely get home. Because I don't, I don't think Mahomes is throwing an interception unless if you get a, a tip pass in the air. And Burrow's intercept, the, the only interception Burrow's thrown this playoffs was a total fluky play also. So I think you would need the one of the NFC guys to blow up, which is more than possible. Both of those guys are currently favored to throw an interception. Garoppolo is minus 145 this morning, uh, and Stafford was minus 125. So I, I think it's a stay off. It is juicy. It is on juicy the, on, on the surface, but I really do think you would need one of those NFC guys to blow up. And I'm not about talking about props just to be talking about them. I'm only talking about them if I'm betting them. But that's one I would consider. Now, I'll get back to the Super Bowl MVP ones. I'm all about those. Let me just repeat for those who missed it again. First hour who missed it earlier in the week. I have the bet. I have made bets on Kittle at thirty to one, Debo at sixteen to one, Kelsey at eighteen to one, Hill at twenty to one to win Super Bowl MVP. Just because I want those in my pocket next week, because all of those will come crashing down. And I get it. It's a, listen, fifty-five Super Bowl, M, you know, Super Bowls, fifty-five MVP awards, obviously. 31 of which have been quarterbacks, including four of the last five. But we have a very unique situation with these four teams, again, where you have players that are non-quarterbacks that are super household names and presumptive award winners. I think it's a different kind of year. Here's some interesting ones. We talked about these on uh, primetime action the other night. Oh, but we don't have the associated yards with these. But uh, this is, this is the uh, most rushing yards for the entire postseason and Elijah Mitchell right now, who has the most yards. There you go. That's the one we want. Thank you, guys. This is from BetMGM. Right now, you see that Elijah Mitchell has the most accumulated rushing yards thus far in the postseason, 149. We were talking about this on primetime action the other night. Akers, 103. Joe Mixon, 102. Debo has 111. And if you go down this list, right, Elijah's minus 110 to end up with the most rushing yards. Cam Akers, 4-1. to one. Joe Mixon, plus 650. Debo, plus 650. 
by the way, Mahomes leading of the quarterbacks in this. He's got 98 total yards. He's at plus 650 as well. By the way, if Josh Allen was involved, obviously that would be an interesting number too. But this is, you got to figure out who's going to make the Super Bowl, right? To have two opportunities at this, not just playing the championship game. Would you make a bet here, Jeff? Is Can I interest you in Debo? Let's put it that way. Plus 650. I'd rather McKinnon if I'm going down the board. Really? I think so. I don't look, even though I think San Francisco's going to cover, I don't think they're going to win. I think that's a tight loss. Hmm. So then by that, Cam Akers would then vault pretty quickly. But the concern with Cam Akers is he fumbled twice last game. At some point, if he fumbles again, McVay's got to yank him, doesn't he? I guess. <laughs> he doesn't seem to mind. So, so yeah, look, Debo would be the one to look at if you're just looking at Niners. I, I Elijah Mitchell Mitchell's also dealing with an injury that he that he uh, was limited with practice in yesterday as well. Uh, but I would I would look at one of the Chiefs, and I think McKinnon is the best one of those Chief options. I will give you this about McKinnon: like when you see him running for the Chiefs now, does any part of your brain go, "When did this Jarek McKinnon happen?" Like every <laughs> Jarek McKinnon before this team, I'm like. I don't remember him being this fast. Well, he was—he was always really—he—he he was always fast. He just was hurt. He just, of course, in his whole San Francisco tenure, got got I don't hurt remember, by injuries. I don't remember him looking like this at all. To me, some players have that thing. Like when uh, Pierre Garcon went from the Colts to to Washington, all of a sudden he looked like he was a massive receiver, as opposed to like this little diminutive, a diminutive one. Or, or how about Damian Williams with the Chiefs versus Damian Williams now with the Chiefs? It's the weirdest thing career. sometimes. All right, we also have the same for most uh, receiving yards of the postseason. Again, anything that makes you think on a couple levels are interesting props because you have to figure here who advances to the Super Bowl to have an additional game to get to the promised land on these uh, on these props. And Cooper Cup with the most receiving yards. Like he's got 244 right now. Jamar Chase in second place currently with 225. Tyreek 207, Travis Kelsey 204, everybody else far behind. But Cup with his 244, he's at minus 130. And, of course, the Rams are favored, albeit by three and a half, to beat the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. So if you believe the Rams are getting there, okay. Cooper Cup would certainly be a consideration for you. Chiefs, though, Hills plus 250, again, 37 yards behind Cup. Kelsey's plus 275, 40 yards behind Cup currently. Then it gets a little more exotic. Chase, the Bengals, those seven-point dogs. He's at plus 350, even though he's only 19 yards behind Cup currently. And then it gets crazy, right? T. Higgins, 40-1. to one. Debo, 40-1. to one. Isn't it amazing? Like, Debo's just a running back now, man. He only has 72 yards receiving in the postseason. Like, he's just, it's amazing what Kyle Shanahan has done. Is there a bet here for you? By the way, OBJ. 50-1 to one at 123. Still, though, more than 100 yards behind Cup. Well, that's the problem. Because Beckham would be the one you'd look at, but he's already, Cup's already doubled him up. So this is, this is a, to me, much less battable than the rushing yards market. I agree. There's too much, there's too much ground to gain, right? So if you're not, if you're not Cup, Hill, Kelsey, or Chase, and Chase, you'd have to think the Bengals are going to pull off the upset. There really isn't a bet. Like you wouldn't want to bet any of the guys at the bottom and like just pray they can catch up. You're, you're basically the only bet you can possibly make here is Chase, but yeah, it's not sexy. You, there's, there's no. You're going to be betting on one less game. You're hoping then in that scenario, Chase goes for 250 yards in this in this AFC title game, which isn't impossible. Yeah, 
Next two weeks, though, it'll be all about the props uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll have Rufus Peabody in after he makes his bets. We'll have him on the Megapod, too, because Rufus made his hay as a sports better betting Super Bowl props back when, you know, the Westgate was the one to open them first on the Thursday of the week before the Super Bowl. Now you have multiple shops opening them earlier and earlier, and we do expect at this point now, you know, f- three and a half years since the uh, – since PASPA was ruled unconstitutional, we expect the boilerplate props to come out Monday and then the more creative ones to sort of roll out as the week progresses next week. And that's really what the uh, the Megapod will be about uh, in a couple weeks. Lifestyle Pod, of course, next week as well. Super Bowl odds, Chiefs plus 120, Rams 2-1, to one, Niners plus 450, Bengals 8-1 to one currently. Um, I love those MVP bets I made. Again, I'm on the uh, Rams plus the points, excuse me, the uh, Niners plus the points, Chiefs laying them. Let's go. Vinny Maliulo next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The winner's hottest horse race, the $3 million Pegasus World Cup, is this Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Sign up to bet it with First Bet using promo code Vegas25 to get $25 instantly just for signing up. Visit slash horses to sign up. If you're a horse racing fan, first bet's the place for you. Visit vcin.com slash horses to sign up for the special Pegasus World Cup offer today. Ladies and gentlemen, time to slow jam with Vinny Mayoneo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Hit it. Gotta hit the post, Vinny. That's what you gotta do in music radio. You gotta hey. hit the post. That's, uh, boy, I learned, every time I come in here, I learn something. About the the industry, yeah, hitting the post like right before the lyrics start, <laughs> right before the singing starts. Hard outs, hit the post. Yeah, man, hit the post. You, you sure? I thought we were talking about a hockey. I thought we were talking about the Golden Knights <laughs> in in Miami last night. So, so you guys moved to seven and a half. Seven and a half on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, not not real surprising, Gil. Uh, There's a few seven and a halves out there. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think we talked uh, during the week. Uh, I know you, you spoke to Chrissy as well. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to need the Bengals in this game, and so uh, it's just been kind of steady. Uh, when you look at how things have, I mean, to get the, the money line open three dollars, you can see it's up to three and a half. Um, Do you the think total has moved up quite a bit uh, now, uh, uh, fifty-four. So. Do you think you might go to eight? Uh, you, it wouldn't surprise me, Gil. I mean, honestly, to, to, to be honest with you, I just think that, you know, the the general public is of the belief that, um, you know, this is going to be a different set of circumstances from, A, the first game or the first meeting between these two teams in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, how long can, can the Bengals uh, go succeed on the road uh, particularly with that offensive line and, and you know, uh, with as many sacks. You know, if you look at that first game, too, it was interesting. Chiefs went out to that big lead. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from the Bengals in that game because they were resilient. But the Chiefs didn't help themselves with no. all the penalties. They had a, I think they had a penalty on a punt return for a touchdown, right? It was called back. Also put a, put a second defender on Jamar Chase, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, you can make you could you could say that about every <laughs> every team in, in the playoffs. Well, I mean, like he, he, had, he had his best game of the year. Like, I mean, that was the game that made Jamar Chase the front runner for rookie of the year. Yeah. It was Mac Jones up until that moment. Yeah, probably. and then the Chiefs just are like, we'll show you who's going to be the rookie of the year. Watch how we play him on defense. Yeah, I mean, 
I think that, and, and I think pros are waiting to say, oh, right, well, if they're seven and a half, maybe we can get eight. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're going to see, uh, uh, by and large, uh, the general consensus will be uh, books will need uh, need the Bengals in this game. All right. 266 yards and three touchdowns for Chase that day, where the Chiefs mm-hmm. led the Bengals by 14 points three different times before they lost. Um, now, here's the thing. As sports betting grows, mm-hmm. not only state by state, but hopefully offerings as well. Vinny, hopefully offerings. Just want to say that twice. So you guys have props now for championship week in a way that you not didn't necessarily used to. Yeah, I mean... Um... When you look at uh, the growth of, of these games and the popularity, so let, let's look at last week just to set the stage for this week, obviously, right, Gil? I mean, uh, four games last week, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, outhandled week 18 with 16 games. That I believe. Okay. Yeah. Now, you say, well, you know, it's week 18, but still, it was complete, you know, everybody was playing. There were some games that had a lot of meaning to them, and, um, you know, were, uh, you know, teams had uh, were in must-win situations. Um, but yeah, this uh, this is a, a week where, you know, the way prop bets in on the Super Bowl have grown, and again, we'll talk more about it next week. But you, you, depending on on the location, you know, props uh, at least forty percent of the Super Bowl handle now. I mean, in some places, in north of fifty percent. I know mm-hmm. I know operations that have uh, you know their props are sixty percent of the. Of what they do. Five years ago, if I had said to you, "All right, Vinny, you think you think Super Bowl props will ever get to the point where it will flirt with being more than the game itself?" You would have said, uh, "No, I would have said that ten years ago. I would have said, there's no, you know, I can't, I can't imagine.' But you know what? The way the the industry has trended again, and I go back to when, you know, the when uh, Super Bowl twenty. With the fridge, that was the one that really set the stage. But even in that game, was that Jimmy who put that out? It was. I, I thought it, it might have been our, uh, Jimmy put it up at the Barbary Coast. I think Art Manteris had it up at uh, the uh, the Hilton at the top, which is now the Westgate. So Jimmy, so, if, if I'm if I'm retelling the story correctly, so Jimmy said, so this is Super Bowl twenty, it's the Bears and the Patriots, right. and for those who don't remember or weren't or were too young enough to remember that game. The Bears, the greatest, you know, the Bears' greatest defense ever. Yeah. But, but Mike Ditka on offense mm-hmm. used to do this thing during the year where yeah. we take the rookie, William the Refrigerator Perry, yep. out of Clemson, I believe. Did he go to Clemson? I believe he did. I think he and was. then instead of, you know, and he would put him in the backfield, yeah. and they would sometimes he would block, but mm-hmm. sometimes they would hand him the football and he would score because yeah. he was a refrigerator, for God's sakes. Yeah. So then in the Super Bowl, right, oh. they're just rolling the Patriots. Uh-huh. There was the prop. Jimmy put up the prop, or somebody put up the prop. Maybe it was. It was, it was several. I mean, it was, a, it was forty to one. Oh, at least I think it was fifty. Even I think it was higher in in, in a lot of places. And it got it, bet it, down all the way to single digits. Oh my god! It was about you know it was less than five to one by a kickoff. I, I tell you that first of all, there was a pretty good running back on that Bears team. You might have heard. Well, of. so this is the sad part of the story, <laughs> right? So that yep. so so Ditka does give the ball to Perry, and he right. does score in the Super Bowl, right? Um. And Walter Walter Payton's sweetness right. doesn't after a glory career, a glorified career, right? The most yeah. glorious career of any yeah. running back ever to that point, even better than you know OJ or Jim Brown or whatever, doesn't get his Super Bowl doesn't, touchdown. And right. Ditka says that's his like his biggest regret. You know, Ditka said that, and um, Mike Ditka was on 
my guys in the desert one day with Brent Musburger and I, and he 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 brings it up. He he says that he goes, I, I really regret the the fact that uh, you know not you know, anything uh, about the game except the fact that uh, he didn't give the the ball to, to Peyton on the goal line and so. But by the way, in terms of the fridge prop, uh, we're still paying that. Uh, that, that prop uh, here today, but to I tell just, you, I had an, I had an Uber driver by the way, an Uber driver. When, when before I, you know, when I was driving, when I was uh, taking Ubers around town, there was a guy who uh, I don't know why he started in on it, but he goes, he goes, you know that prop back in the day on uh, William Refrigerator Perry? <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, I had it forty to one. I was like, oh, that's great. Okay, I was like, stop talking to me. And then uh, he kept going. He goes, hey, you know what else I had? I had UMBC money line against Virginia. I'm like, okay, buddy, okay. what else? What else you All got right. here? You, you, he like every, the go. biggest he moments in the cab company, history. doesn't he? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Um, but that started all of this. But that really had, had props. So the following year, I want to say, Gil, we had probably in uh, which, which was uh, Super Bowl twenty one was the Giants Broncos, um, and I want to say we had about a dozen ways to bet the game. Which was like, wow! Look at what we're doing now. You know, twelve different <laughs> and, ways. And then it just kept going from there. And and every year, uh, it it just you know. I remember we put when the first time we put up a player to score the game's first touchdown, Bernard Goldberg. Uh, at the time, he might have been with CBS, and uh, he came out with a crew, and they were doing. And this was uh, probably a couple of years after that. You know, and by then maybe we had a. A couple of dozen ways, and they were fascinated with how many ways we we were doing these things, and uh, it just continued to grow. The, the so, year the year after the Giants one, where you had a dozen props. The next year, did you have Washington to score thirty four and a half points no, in the second I quarter? Would, no, over uh, under. Did yeah. you have that <laughs> with Doug Williams? Uh, I I think that the greatest um, quarter. There but ever so was. now to to get back to your, so so here we are with conference championship day, and we've got. A lot of props. I mean, we've got a sheet, you know, uh, two sheet, you know, two-sided sheets uh, for each game. You've got uh, various point spread props, index props, things like that. What, um, what I would refer to, and not, yeah. not disparagingly, mm-hmm. but what I would refer to, just to sort of distinguish it from the more exotic props, as the more boilerplate ones, right? So rushing, receiving, yeah, be, be, margins. But here's the thing, too, about props. You you want to know your 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 clientele. You want to know your operation, too. I mean. You know, it's very easy. Let's get to the Super Bowl just for a second. I mean, like, if some places are going to put up, I don't know, 500 props, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if you're not going to do any business or, you know, next to nothing on 100 of them, you know, let's focus on what we're going to, you know, you do. So you try to do different ones every year if you can add to them. Uh, the boilerplate ones uh, are are popular. People like them. You sure. do uh, – you know, the you, you get business from uh, professional betters as well as the casual fans and things like that. So, um, how much yeah, do you take, a, how much do you take on these before you send them to the back of the line? You know, you if want you know a I couple mean. of thousand. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, at, the, okay. at this point, you know, you're going to get a, a fair bet. But again, ask. I mean, if you, you know, because we might need something more on on a particular side. Ask. That's good advice. If people don't know to do that, oh, ask. A lot of people don't. They just, yeah. you know, yeah. We, 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 what do you? And so, what are you looking for? You know. And, 
It's, <laughs> you're not it's, banned. What are you looking for? Well, that kind yeah, of thing. We got a, so how many how many total for championship weekend? Real quick. We've about. got a, a sheet, you know, two sided uh, okay. uh, legal size sheets uh, for that, and then of course we got the games themselves with the uh, the very and uh, in the next segment we could talk about the look ahead Super Bowl numbers. Let's do that. How about Vinny Maliulo, slow jamming with Vinny. Numbers game Visa, the sports betting network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn M-Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. Vinny Maolio. <laughs> Usually it's Maliolo, but uh, your mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, has mispronounced your name for 40 years, so... He'll figure it out one of these days. He'll get it. He'll he's you, he spelled it right in his book, which yeah, was well, nice. Well, that's good. Have you read the new one? I'm, I'm yes. saving the new book for vacation. Uh, it's read it. It's good. Yeah, you'll. He yeah. said he said that Roxy and uh, someone else, maybe Vic Salerno. He said he said the old school guys liked this book better than the other one. Well, because, I can, yeah, because I, it's like more of an operational thing, day to day. Well, it's different. Yeah, it's a, it's almost, it's a diary. Yeah. Uh, uh, during you know, obviously during the, uh, the COVID year, and the reason, and I could see that I, I enjoy, I enjoy both of the books, uh, but I could see, and there's aspects of this one I like better because it puts the reader in our shoes behind the counter under the circumstances of, of what to deal with, and 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 it's literally. A journal of uh, of what go, what during what COVID. Go. Yeah, and, and of course, and, and Chris Chris had it. Yeah, you know, he, he tested positive, and when he did, and what was what you know, there was that element wow. uh, as well. Yeah, he didn't intend to write that book, but that's what came out. Yeah, the, no, it's, so, it's good. You'll enjoy it. Go. The, the follow up to then one day called then one year. Yeah. Then one year. By the way, the title mm-hmm. first suggested by 
producer number seven, Jason Kahn. Jason Kahn, that's right. I remember Shout out that Jason Kahn. Right. Yeah. Yes. He goes, call it. Then one day. <laughs> he was like <laughs> was... really adamant about it. Um, he was, uh, it's a good call. Uh, okay. So you just said something off air, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Which is, you were saying that if the Buffalo Bills had mm-hmm. beaten the Chiefs mm-hmm. outright in right. that final game, and oh, by the way, Vinny, they were <laughs> with, up with 13 seconds left. And with 13 seconds left, we're saying, okay, get the, uh, get the uh, uh, Bengals, uh, Bills, uh, you know, it's getting ready, you know, ready to go, which probably would have been about the same number. But anyway, we're saying, that, you know, you're thinking that's going to be the matchup. Right? But you're saying if the Bills won yeah. that game, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would have been the South Point's biggest payout I, to betters in the playoffs ever? I would say what I said, what I think it would have been one of, if not the the largest uh, playoff payout, because because of the fact that there were significant a no, significant number of parlays of money line dog parlays, fourteen dog parlays. Ooh. So so you, you you're going through each game, oh, and you're oh man, you, we we do what ifs, right? You're typing right. in scores and, and various scores, and you know you're 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 looking at you know favorite to the over, favorite to the under, et cetera, all all the scenarios, right? And Saturday was was a good day, it, you know, on paper because it, you know, we we had a, we had a good day, and you're look, but you're looking at it, and you're saying, well, you know, there's you know, these dogs came in, and you know, they're in a lot of parlays. Well, it they kept rolling over. To, it was a little deceiving on Saturday because then, of course, the first game on Sunday, same thing, right? Dog comes comes and wins. Now we're looking, and you go in, and here we are, half hour before the Bills and game uh, kicks off with the with the Chiefs. We start typing in, you know, more score. Yeah, you're looking, and now you're breaking down. You go in, and you break down tickets, and you're saying, "Oh my goodness, look at look at this! Everything from twenty to two thousand." <laughs> There's all these, there's all these, all these dogs are in, and they're, and you know, it, a lot of folks said, you know what, why not? We're gonna we're gonna bet the the, the toothpick for the lumberyard mentality. A, what's a lot of folks? Give me an estimate that had the four team dog parlays. I would say what percentage? I'm gonna say of of all the tickets, you could make a 20, 25 percent of tickets uh, of of parlay tickets. Of parlay were, tickets were, were a dog. Them. Four team dog wow. parlays. Now that's a lot. It's not. It's 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 a lot, but it adds up, right? Because well, of, of it. and I think I think it I think it was about a thirty to thirty thirty five to one payout. Oh yeah, no, that, yeah. that would have been significant. Yeah. So the the story I like to tell, and I always say, like you know, long after I'm gone from here, like what will I remember? What memories will I have most vivid in all these years at, at Veasan? One of one of them is. <laughs> One of them is the, the first Super Bowl betcast we had, and in those days, I only did half of the Super Bowl. You betcast. did the first half. I did the first right. half, and then you came back. And then and I the... was like, "Well, what am I going to do the second half? I can't go home. I'm going to miss the game. I'm so, hanging with us. So go hang with Chrissy and Vinny back there in the in the in the, in the uh, office where you guys have screens and it's quiet. But so you guys have the ability to check on certain right. outcomes. So it's twenty-eight to three, right? That's the game where the Falcons mm-hmm. are, are crushing the Patriots, twenty-eight yes. to three, and the Patriots score a touchdown. <laughs> and then did Goskowski miss an extra point? He misses an extra point. Mm-hmm. So it's twenty-eight to nine. Right. And so Chrissy just randomly goes to check 
What's our liability if the Patriots land on nine? One of the index props is exactly how many points each team is going to score in the game, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And nine, remember, there were no, like, it wasn't like two-point conversions weren't, like, in a frenzy back then. Mm -hmm. So nine was a very odd kind of number, not literally, but also figuratively. And so, Chris, he looks, and the liability on nine (laughs) is six figures. Yeah. And six figures makes a dent, right? Like, six figures is bad. And I think we're far enough away. The the person who had the six, do you remember who the person was? Am I allowed to say who it was? What? Rufus. So Rufus had in his algorithms, he's like, oh, yeah. Patriots nine. I'm showing value if they end up on nine. <laughs> so Rufus was going to make six figures. Right. Now, you have to understand that the Patriots were only stuck on nine. They end up winning the game in overtime. Right. They were only stuck on nine for maybe 15 minutes of real time. Felt like 15 months. But you guys were like... <laughs> Guys were dying for those fifteen minutes. Was, and we're sitting there, and and I'm, sort of, I'm sort of sitting there like, uh, I guess I shouldn't be happy about anything until this gets off nine. You had, didn't you have the Patriots by three and a half? I had the Patriot. I had the Patriot. That was the luckiest win ever. Right. I had yeah. the Patriots uh, winning every which way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you had yeah you had the uh, never in doubt. Pro- yeah. <laughs> never in doubt. It was uh, it was it was pretty yeah it was just amazing. like I had it. Rufus, scripted. by the way, Rufus was in last week. It was good to see him. We got to catch up and uh, chat a little bit. Oh yeah. Rufus has been Let's on the Megapod. He's uh, been on this show. Yeah. No, it was so uh, great to catch up with Rufus. He uh, um, has has terrific insight, good opinions, and things. But. There's those because and then was you always it, learn. Here's what Roxy says yeah. about Rufus: You always learn something when you hang out yeah. with Rufus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 a great uh, it's it's good conversation, and uh, yeah, you always want to come away with something from mm-hmm. it. So, um, but then there was the when the Rams was it, so the two years later when the Rams scored three points. Yes, we had a better. I was back there too for that. Yeah, yeah. Paid uh, hundred. He won a hundred thousand on on that. On three. On th- exactly three. I mean, you're, you're sitting there looking and you're going like, nah, I can't. Let, you'll ha- you'll- How about last year with the Chiefs? Exactly nine. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. What did the nine pay on the I'm Chiefs? Remember Good it. Lord. That was another. Uh, so you, was, you'll that have was about that. 100 to 1 or so. You'll have that this year for the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. But Each you, team to score the exact number of points. But you won't have that for the championship week, just for the Super Bowl. I don't think, no, we didn't. Uh, yeah. Did we put – no, we didn't put it up for the uh, – we have it um, each team to margin of victory. So they'll, they'll be uh, – you know, for instance, the Chiefs, uh, if they win from uh, a 1 to 3, 7 to 1, things like that. So, before, so index like that. Before Big the margin break, of victory props. Before the break, you said you wanted to, to talk about something here after. Oh, the yeah. Break. We do have uh, the look-aheads for the Super Bowl, Gil. Uh, so the, the possible matchups and what they are now. So you can bet these now. And, of course, you know, the second game tomorrow, uh, the Rams-Niners game will impact, uh, you know, what's gonna what we're going to post. But you can bet uh, the Rams versus the Chiefs. Chiefs are one and a half. Chiefs are three over the 49ers. The Rams are three against the Bengals, and the Niners are one and a half over the Bengals right now. So you can bet if you think you've got it nailed as to who's going to the Super Bowl, who's going to win tomorrow, and what that number is going to be. I don't believe those will be the lines after Sunday. Probably not. Yeah. But, you know. That's how it usually works. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, because what's, what's fresh in everybody's mind and what happens tomorrow and how teams come out of it and things like that. But, you know, it's uh, projected now, and if you, you know. So, hmm. or so inclined, it's there for your. What do, what so ends much. up being as we leave here? What ends up being like your most surprisingly bet prop for a Super Bowl? 
not surprising. I mean, player to score the game's first touchdown. People love that. They love it. It's 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 become an absolute staple. We do it on primetime action every mm-hmm. every primetime yeah. game. We do it, yeah. And uh, the other ones, uh, pro betters like yourself in that first uh, game we were talking about, uh, look for in for uh, various point spread props. Yeah. Other than the game itself. Got it. Mm-hmm. Vinny, always appreciate it, good, man. Good stuff, Gil. Have a, have a great weekend, everybody. You too. Vinny Maliulo, slow jamming with Vinny. Uh, enjoy. Lombardi Line next. Good luck with all your bets this weekend from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.